This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. You buy one pound of underwear. <laughs> and the amazing Chris Randazzo. Goodbye, losers whom I've always hated. Come on, it's going to be fun. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, this is the final selection for Geek Aid's 31 Days of Halloween. And you guys chose it. Uh, you picked Futurama Season 3, Episode 1, The Honking, which was Chris's suggestion. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll watch it. See? I told you we would. We did it. So We did it for you. For you. All the Halloween goodness. Chris. Hey, how you doing? All right, sir. Um, so out of all the Halloween stuff that could have been picked, why this one? Uh, because I haven't seen Futurama in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honest to goodness, I remembered nothing about this episode. I like. I agree. I didn't even know this episode existed, and I know I've seen it because. I've seen them all. Yeah, I remembered it like after we watched it. I was like, yeah, I, I remember this episode. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I said before we started recording, it was nice to get a, a, a Futurama refresher. Yeah, and this show's great. Um, this episode in particular stars Bender front and center the entirety of this episode. Mm -hmm. And that's always fun. It is always fun, and it was nice to get some. Um, we've watched a lot of uh, <clears throat> uh, Disenchantment. Mm -hmm. You know, we finished off that second season, and I love John DiMaggio, but his work as the king is like that, the character of the king in uh, that show is just nothing compared to Bender. <laughs> Bender is such a great character, and he does such a great <laughs> job with his voice. It was really nice to hear him doing doing this role again. And, and as as you, we said, like I had no recollection of this. It was it was as if I had watched it for the first time, and it was it was fun. The the werewolf inspired car wolf, the barking and the it was it was it was a lot of fun. And to see the entire team find out a little bit of backstory about Bender's past and family, that's nice. Always. It's good. Karen. Yeah. 
how how's about you how did you feel i enjoyed it i um i was never like and i was never anti-futurama but i was never like oh my god i love futurama give me all the futurama mm-hmm. um so yeah it was fun um I, it was nice to place uh a reference that i hear a lot on another podcast whenever anyone talks about David Duchovny, they call him history's greatest acting robot. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's where this is from. Yeah, it's it's the speed in which the comedy flies in this show. And it's always been that way, not just this episode in particular, but it's fast. Especially when Bender or even other robots are involved. Like, there was that not... The town folk robot and there he's like well do you know how a robot thinks or are we any closer and the speed in which that joke played out you're like yeah that's you're a robot someone built you that makes that makes sense that's a that's a funny line that gets just speedily through to get us to the next joke and that was what i always liked about this show it I don't want to say it doesn't give you time to breathe, but you don't really have to think because it constantly is in motion. And when Bender is on the screen, it's it's blurring fast. This his his character is phenomenal because he says the things that we want to say but choose not to or couldn't get away with. I don't understand why any of these characters hang out with him anymore. He is he is a hor- horrible. When person. you watch more of the show, he's he's not necessarily lightens up, but he's not he's not all awful all the time. Well, I, the, the the fact that um, he was supposed to kill like his best friend, and then he ends up going after uh, Lila. Lila and. He's just upset. Like, no, I swear it it meant nothing. It's like, okay, it's it's an entertaining <laughs> jaunt through ridiculousness, and that's I mean that's always what Futurama is. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, I've always loved the show. I haven't gone back to it in a very long time. I got a real hoot out of watching this episode. Kind of made me want to watch more of it, but I was. Or I'm already, you know, neck deep into watching something else. So, you know, just, just good times. Futurama is always easy to, to jump back into, too. Like, you can, like, put on any episode. I Was there ever really a through line in this show? I believe there is. I mean, there is definitely a through line. It's just not, um, it's not every episode is world building. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of single episodes. But there was definitely, like, stuff that, uh it was a persistent world you learned things about characters and then Mm -hmm. you know went from there the uh the the full cast shows up in this episode even if it is for like i don't remember much of the professor being in this i know he was there but the true stars were you know bender and and leela and fry but like (laughs) Amy, okay, so, um, is it Amy? Amy, Amy is a, the, there is a scene in which 
<laughs> okay. Zoidberg is sitting at a table and someone walks in saying, you know, I think it was Bender, that he's looking for a change or something. But then Zoidberg starts trying to sell them Mary Kay products. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason whatsoever. And he kept spinning the conversation back to Mary Kay products. And my like my favorite line of the episode was, yes, some people do dream about a makeover. And with this starter kit, you can So I, I say that because Amy wasn't in this episode very much. But I was sitting there watching. And they're all sitting at a table talking. And I happened to notice that she at one point was sifting through the Mary Kay box. And it was minutes after that conversation. Like they kept that little bit in there for, I don't know, continuity. (laughs) This, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's consistently funny. Like it's, it's, I don't want to say high quality, but it is, it is of a, of a quality. (laughs) It is high quality. It's a very well-made show. It's a very, it's a very well thought out show. It's um, it's gorgeous to look at. It's really, really a very nice looking piece of animation. It's a. It is especially for when it was done. This is season three, so this is what like early two thousand, something like that. Somewhere around there. It's it was famously uh, called out by because um, Futurama aired on Adult Swim for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, they called it out the uh, the people who run the you know, adult swim at cartoon network when they do those little interstitials between or it's just like white words on black text mm-hmm. they had said uh you know and now back to uh, futurama the most beautiful the most beautiful show a beautiful show on television and the most beautiful animation on television <laughs> and then matt graining uh contacted them and said no samurai jack is the most beautiful animation on television okay <clears throat> yeah and it was just like a really fun exchange because then they like had this in- internal freak out about it and posted the um, posted that on uh, as one of those interstitials between the uh, between the episodes. They're like, yeah, so a few weeks ago we said this <laughs> and then Matt Groening corrected us. <laughs> I, I mean, this is I, 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 I agree with the, 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 the viewership. This was the right choice. I did go back and watch my choice, you know, of... of um, Oh, Crypt Tales Keeper, from Tales from the Crypt. And it was fun. I enjoyed watching it. This was a better pick. Oh, thank you. So You're both wrong. We should have watched Supernatural. I see but I can't <laughs> more supernatural, all the supernatural. I can't I can't I okay, so Angela and I are in the process of getting caught up with Supernatural. So even though I didn't watch that specific episode, I have been watching quite a bit of Supernatural. Um, Me too. I I don't know how I feel about Jack. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> um. Well, I since you're not caught up, I'm not going to comment. But they're doing something. They've done something with Jack this season that I did. I they change the like. actor. No. Oh. All right. Then. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. They did not use a different actor, so they did not change the actor in that sense. But the actor's performance changed. Significantly, and I okay. quite enjoy. All right, New so Jack. Th- th- okay, all right, that's good <clears throat> enough for me. All right, I mean, Chris, you got anything else? Because if you have, if people haven't watched this, haven't watched Futurama itself, this is a great show. So much fun! It's really funny. Um, 
endearing characters. Like you, you learn to love, you learn to love them all for their just specific character traits. Like Bender, the least likely of them, the least likable of them. There was a, a, a an interaction because he didn't try to kill his best for what we thought was his best friend that truly showed his his heart. This it's a great show. So thank you for for bringing this to the table. I I, I don't even know if we've ever spoken. Have we ever talked about Futurama on this show? I don't think so. Um, but I mean, it is definitely worth pointing out that yes, this is a very a very good show. This was Matt Groening's you know first post Simpsons thing, uh, and it is it's pretty extraordinary in that it does what uh, I, I think adult animation started doing a lot more. Um, late a little bit later than this where you know it's mostly it's 90 percent you know done for comedy but then every now and then you get that episode where the dog waits for a fry oh my you know what god I mean? that's the most heart-wrenching episode of television <laughs> ever yeah i totally like, forgot that that was a cartoon <laughs> and it was this cartoon <laughs> yeah it was this cartoon all right it's uh it, it's it's a heck of a show and uh it is very well worth watching there was also the one where he cast. learns how to play that 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 fluty phone thing that projects uh-huh. the images, and he's not good at it, but he tries. Oh. Man, yeah. there's a lot of feels in this show, too. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well done. I'm glad we ended our, holi- our, our holiday season, our Halloween season with this show. It was a good pick. Good job, folks out there in... I don't know, Twitterverse and the, the Facebook page. Good choice. Good choice indeed. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break because when, when we get back, we got, we got quite a bit of news to talk about. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. It's been a hell of, I think, I don't even know. Is it two weeks worth of news, Karen? It sure is. All right. It's two weeks worth of news, most of which is about Jane Fonda. So we'll get to that after the break, Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you. Maybe even your house. 
So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vesley. Keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out those commercials. You missed a hell of a rant on our end, but now we're going to talk some news. First up from Nerdist.com, Jeff Smith's best-selling cult comic, Bone, is coming to Netflix. Um, going to be honest, never read a single issue. I do know it's a uh, yeah no thing. I've also never read an issue of it I ne- like you I know it's a thing that like people cared Ca- about a like, lot right, about we worked, we worked in a comic book store and people were like oh have you read Bone Bone's really good like Bone's the best like Bone's fantastic <laughs> a dragon bone, right didn't, like, wasn't there a blow up dragon yeah there was a bone dragon and there was like a little dude with a white nose and I'm like I'm sure it's great but I don't know I didn't read it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, now you have the chance to watch it. Yeah, now I have a chance to watch it. I don't know. Whatever happened to that Chew animated thing? I read Chew. Chew was great. Chew? Oh, Chew was the one where the dude felt the emotions of things that he ate, right? Yeah. All right. That, that, I could see this translating better to animation than that, but I, I, I haven't read either. Actually, I did read some of Chew. She was great. I don't know what happened to it. It was supposed to get turned into a... We talked about it on the show before. It was supposed to get turned into a, a a cartoon at some point, and I don't know whatever happened to it. Yeah, animation takes a lot, so if it's not... it's Like, this... <laughs> There's your episode title. <laughs> animation takes a lot. <laughs> well, like I said, this is, this is my point. Animation for... In, in comparison to live action. Live action, they throw money at actors. The if you don't have like a heavy cast, you could do it on the cheap. You can animation. You, it it has to be a sellable property. Like Deadpool went away because of uh, of um, conflicting interests. Like that could have made a buttload of money, and something like well, wait, that. What went are you away. talking about? Deadpool what, was supposed away? to be turned into an animated series. Oh, right, yeah. And that went away. And that was... Okay, so... The the amount of time and effort it takes to make an animated show, then they they got to make sure that they're going to get their their monies back. Um, Bone has been around forever. So I could see this being a property. And it's, and it's sort of geared more towards children as well, from my understanding. It's, you know, a group of characters going on epic adventures so you know young non-descript <laughs> animated white blobs so yeah um what's good what's good about this is that jeff jeff smith who is the creator um he's fully on board with this like he's like this is the right 
Netflix is the right place for this to be because of the way the stories are told. It leads it's it's the right home for this and you always want the creator on board unlike some other things that we'll probably talk about later um so yeah i'll check it out foreshadowing yeah foreshadowing i'll check this out this looks like fun i will check it out if you tell me to after you've checked it out. i will because i've got plenty of other stuff yeah yeah Um, okay, let's let's stay on the Netflix line. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, Stranger Things 3 sets Netflix viewing record for series. So yeah, Netflix is telling us that, that Stranger Things Season 3 was a big deal. Which, deservedly so, it was good. It was, but this is not surprising news. In other news, water is wet. <laughs> um... Uh, the drama was viewed by more than 60 million members. Well, okay, so wait. The drama was viewed by more than 60 million members' households in its first month. So, 60 million member... Okay, so that's 60 million accounts. Let's say the average household has two, two and a half people. That's a lot of viewers. Because the average show that shows up once a, a week like 1.2 on the mid to high range per week that's phenomenal sure let's go with that i you're saying all kinds of stuff i agree with <laughs> well okay so the, how many episodes was this this was season like, stranger things uh, eight eight maybe ten we're some, still talking about this there. all right <laughs> that's it's Literally 9 million viewers an episode. That's good. And I say good for them. Yeah. It's not surprising. Um, is this? No, that's later on. There's another. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more Stranger Things in a little bit. But that's, 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 quite, a, that's quite a number. And unfor- the unfortunate thing is that is just from Netflix. That, that's the information Netflix releases. So could they be lying? Do you think that? I mean, I guess theoretically I mean, they like, could, how, but how, how do they, how could they prove that? Because hmm. they, they don't. Seems they, like if they lied about something like that, they could theoretically get into a lot of trouble, but I, like, I don't, I don't know. With but, whom? With, yeah, they're not, yeah. they're not selling advertisements. <laughs> they're really just flexing numbers for that reason. Just to go, hey, hey, check it out. That's it. I'm not trying to sell Pepsi ads. Uh, I think the best evidence of their success is that I worked a small con over the weekend and uh, there were so many 11s, just like tween girls dressed up as 11. Did you post that seasons. Did you post that picture? Was that you with the four? No, I think that was just on the Geek Fest page. Okay, because that was adorable. All four of them together. And in, in yeah, one. there was one in the pink dress, <laughs> one in the like the jeans, and the black blazer with the slick back hair, and one with the like eighties makeover outfit. I was like, I love all three of you. You're so great. <laughs> totally adorable. All right, Hollywood Report is bringing us this next one. And uh, what's behind the NFL's TV ratings comeback? Karen, um, you're the football fan. That's me. Uh, basically, the political thing went away, and so everybody started watching football again. Okay, cool. That sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like a real viable reason. Yes, I'll agree with that because they're talking about. Uh, there was 
the the percentage of increase was like two it was it's i don't know how big of a number that branches out to be but it's if there's nothing all right i don't want to say if it's just the sport the sport has always been popular and people have always watched the sport when it all gets mired in the crap of the rest of the world that's when people stop paying attention so yeah yeah like they're they're watching football to not have to think about politics which isn't to say that colin kaepernick shouldn't be doing what he's doing because or what he was doing because he's not in the nfl anymore speaking of sports and politics i'm sorry but did you see the 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 myriad the booing, the booing? yes it was the best thing i've seen like oh, look they the were year. saying boo earns okay <laughs> Boo earns. Tied it right back into TV. <laughs> nice. Well done. Sure did. Uh, For the record, they're saying also other things contributed, like more exciting play and um, like uh, some new fresh blood. Well, some. Yeah. The, 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 I see what, like, wow. Is it blood on this field now? Yeah. It is football. It's pretty rough. It is. Um, <laughs> I thought it was more internal injuries than external, but hey. <laughs> well, it's mostly head injuries. <laughs> Um, is there, uh, usually I don't pay attention to sports at all. So if there is a new up and comer, you'll see them all over the place. I'm not noticing that. Is it, uh, it, um, well, the, there were people that were promising who have since, uh, fizzled out and there were it. people who were promising who have been injured. And there are people who are promising who have just proven themselves to be flaming jackasses like Antonio Brown. Hmm? I've seen uh, so, somebody posted up, I think it was NFL memes, posted up pictures of kids wearing Antonio Jer- uh, Antonio Brown jerseys and clown makeup and hair. Uh, went for Halloween as Antonio Clown. That made me happy. Oh, kids. All right. There you go. There's your reasons. Um... So the next couple of uh, articles, I guess, that we're going to talk about are trailers. So the first up is the new trailer, the official trailer for Dollface. This I still like this. It just still interests me. Yeah, I'll watch Cat Dennings do just about anything except be on Two Broke Girls. So yeah, that was a rough. That was a rough start, but I'm glad she's made it past that. Um, it looks it more like we saw a trailer a while ago um this is more information and it looks entertaining it looks fun um the official trailer from netflix living with yourself (laughs) did we did we talk about this no because it's been so long since it came since since we posted it okay so we spoke about it privately or maybe i think so Okay. Uh, me and Dan both talked about it on SAG. That's oh. what it is. Or before we recorded one day or something like that. So if you haven't watched this, um, Chris, how do you feel about it? Uh, it ended... It didn't end as strong as it began. Okay. Uh, but it was pretty solid. Okay. It was a good show. Me and Karen watched the whole thing. And uh, I mean, I I enjoyed myself. I did as well. Paul Rudd is pretty uh pretty freaking amazing yeah it took so, like it starts off ridiculously interesting and then by the end of it, it was like okay all right i'd watch more of this if they brought me more but i'm i'm no longer completely enthralled but uh that was uh, it's good stuff 
Uh, well, there you go. It is on and available on Netflix now. So check out the trailer if you like it. You can watch the whole thing. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's 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 cloning. It's sci-fi ish, kind of in the fact that there's cloning involved, but it's really more of like a character study. But it's also Paul Rudd, so it's ludicrously entertaining. Uh, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> so I it it that does sound interesting. I will. I I haven't watched any of it. Because I know that if I start, because I really like Paul Rudd, I think he is a f- great actor. Um, I know if I start watching it, I'm going to have to finish it. How how long of a? It's yeah, it it's goes by eight quick. Eight half hour episodes. Oh, I could do yeah, that in the afternoon. Could, yeah, you could do that in no time. So don't don't be afraid to uh, to dive right now. into that. <laughs> All right, moving on. EW.com. Patton Oswald is joining the cast of The Boys for season two, and it's a secret role. Dun dun dun. Um. So <laughs> there is a a character in the comic of The Boys um, that is a comic aficionado. Um. I'm gonna go with that. Him. We don't know, but there is no one more perfect to play that role than than Patton. And when we find out, I mean, does it say when it's it's not coming out for a while? No, no. Like season 1 just came out. They're they're in the process of filming season 2. So, I really enjoyed this show and I am really curious to see where it goes from here. So, now that they have Patton, it'll be even more entertaining. Good stuff. And he continues his streak of being a bit player on every nerd cult show ever. Yeah. Yeah, we just... um, Wow, how long ago? Maybe two weeks ago? um, We finished watching... Or Angela finished watching uh, Veronica Mars, the, 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 the fourth season. And he's great in that. He's, I sure hope they do another one of those. I don't think they will because I haven't heard anything about it. Pro- uh, I mean, they. I feel def- like if they were going to, we would would have heard. But definitely can left that door wide open. Well, sure. So story wise, it's the the opportunity is there. I just haven't heard anyone say like, "Oh, we're definitely going to do it." Mm. We'll see what happens do. once the good place is done, done, and it has settled. So. Um, <laughs> Moving on, EW.com, Haley Seinfeld's Emily Dickinson is a poetic wild child in new Apple TV Plus trailer. This is very, this is, okay, Um, this is very different than the first trailer we saw. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's thematically different or it's just more of it, but this looks really good. Yes, I really want to see this. Like, this is, ah. The personification of death played by Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on. That's great. This this really reminds me of um oh that the Beatles uh not Strawberry Fields. Damn it. Our Day's Night? No, it was Across no. the Universe. Across the Universe. Oh yeah. That the the visual aspects of that mm-hmm. like that I get a and I love that movie. I I'm a I I, I love that movie. And the the feeling I get from watching this trailer, I've, I am going to be entertained by this, and I like her. I think she's good. Yeah. So, when is that coming? That's November first. First, right? Yeah, that's. 
Friday. Yeah. Day after this drop. Friday's already November. Oh, good gravy. All right. So let's start talking about Jane. Let's just get them all out of the way. Uh, Sure, sure. So there's two of them here, right? Yeah. So last last time we spoke, Jane was Jane Fonda was arrested for well, she can't be arrested. Yeah, I guess you could say she was arrested for protesting. Um Technically she was arrested for obstructing obstruction the public thoroughfare or some crap like that. It's the the actual legal thing to get people to stop protesting. Um so so apparently she she did it again. Um the next time was with Sam Waterston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then again the following week with um oh my god Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Michael got stuck in my head and it's not Michael. His name his real name is not Michael. Um so yeah, it's gonna be like a who's who. And the uh, the the looks on all their faces in the photos that the press are getting of them is just fantastic. <laughs> They're like, "Yes, please arrest me. This is great." Yeah, um, it's drawing attention to their cause. It is. It is the right way to use your white privilege. Ted, Jane Fonda, Ted Danson. <laughs> Which we will get to the wrong way to do that in just a few articles. <laughs> All right, let's see where we are. Scroll, I scrolled down too far. All right, next up, this is from Variety.com. Uh, John Cho is injured. I said boo to this. He was injured on set of Netflix Cowboy Bebop production, halted for seven to nine months. Profound sadness, but, you know, get better. Continue to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, man, what did he do that, like... For that for that long a delay or that well, much he has to have surgery. Yeah, that's, on his knee, and that's, that's how ow. Yeah, so he did something. It was apparently a it minor stunt, um, but he did some damage. So he's going to go. He's 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 back in Los Angeles. He's going to undergo surgery, and then it will. It probably won't take that long, but. You know, well, I just we hope have they can keep it going with like you know the rest of the cast like not having other commitments they have to get to. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I, I pick up a delay down there, and I want I want this to happen. I really yeah, want too. to see this. So, get better, get better. Let's make this. Yeah, dude. Let's make this go. Um, next up, another trailer for The Crown season three. Karen, this is this is your joint. How do you feel um, about this trailer? This is the first proper look we've had of the new cast as they're, you know, like, you know, obviously we know, we've known for a while who's going to be having which roles, but to see them in action right. is delicious and I can't wait. And I don't have to wait that long. It's like two weeks away. Yeah, it's not that far off at um, all. But everybody looks fantastic. Olivia Coleman is going to nail this. I mean, Olivia Coleman's amazing in everything she does, but and Helena Bonham Carter is like practically unrecognizable. Just you know, she's like because she's not zany looking. No, no, she's um, what's the what's the director's name that she does the work for all the time? Tim Burton. She's not Tim Burtoned out, so right. She looks like a regular human being. Good for her. So it does look good. It's been, been a while since we've seen her in something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I am mucho excited, and I will report back after it comes back and I watch it. Good enough. Good enough for me. All right, Deadline.com. Jacob Tobiah joins Shira and the Princesses Princesses of Power as non-binary character. Um, I'm wait for it. What was the name of the character? <laughs> Double Trouble. Double Trouble. Shape-shifting mercenary from the Crimson Waste. So I did not finish last season yet, um, but in this upcoming season, this character of Double Trouble will be portrayed, will come into the cast, and it will be voiced by Jacob. Um, this is this is a, it's great. Um, as stated in the article, in a move to authenticate representation and inclusion, gender nonconforming writer and producer Jacob Tobiah is joining the voice cast of Shira. And it's it's looks like a great role. I mean, I, I, we I just need more of this. We need more of this. I mean, my kids, my son, one day wanted me to explain gay. You know, even though I, I've explained it to him before, but he needs reinforcing. Uh, and I was able to point to Bo's two dads on this show and just be like, yeah, remember on the show how, you know, that guy, and the, you didn't have a mom and a dad, he had a dad and a dad. That's that's the gay couple. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> like, no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 seeing it more, Seeing it out there more makes it less of a thing i i don't know how else to say it like it's 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 normalizing it it, and that's good so uh is there nope because then we don't then hopefully someday we won't have idiots like people at work today trying to go on a rant about how gender's not a spectrum you're either a boy or a girl and people are just making this shit up and i'm like i'm gonna smack somebody so hopefully we normalize it and how, then we don't do, have that How did shit I say anymore. this? I said this a long time. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. Well, yeah. So, I don't want to hear it. That's all. Especially from, not at work. Like, what the fuck? We're at work. From Tor.com. The Lord of the Rings villain will be Game of Thrones' Joseph Mawali? Mal? How do you say that? Ma? I think it's Keep Mal. trying. <laughs> Mal? Like, Mom? I don't know. Joseph. Fred. He's Benjen. Who? Benjen. Benjen. Benjen Stark. I, I. Oh, man. Nothing. I, that, once that show ended, all of that. Like, the whole hey, knowledge so, of it went out of the window. So, this is the thing. My brain, from years of being in, the, in, in, in geek culture, is full like it's a, a full hard drive and if i don't have to hold on to the information it gets erased and filtered <laughs> back into like free space so i so do you're kn- kelly bundy <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so i know lord of the rings happened and i know it was a big deal <laughs> wait <laughs> game of thrones game of thrones see <laughs> exactly my point <laughs> Lord of the Thrones. It was totally exactly. a game. And thing. as I'm reading this the article, like Lord of the Rings villain will be Game of Thrones. Wait, are they pitting the two shows against the Oh wait. I see what they're saying here. It's an actor from that show. So th- now this okay, so th- that's the other article that is about Game of Thrones. So that's not this article. Alright. Um so this is th- the story that takes place 
in the second age of Middle Earth. Okay, so there you go. Now we got a bad guy. Pre-production of the series has begun with production to it, production expected to start in New Zealand in the coming months. So, yeah, they're getting all their, their ducks in a row before they start filming. Quack. Quack, and, quack. You know, I don't know anything about this character, but I do know what that guy looks like. And I, you know, have no trouble buying him as a bad guy, so... I, so now I don't know who this is. Is it going to let me do that? It does. Let's see. Search Google. <laughs> he was a ranger in the north. He uh, when in the beginning of the show when Jon Snow went to the wall, he was going to join his uncle Benjen, who was um, so, uh, so, Ned Stark's brother. Okay. And how many times did this guy appear in the show? Not that many. Like twice, maybe. Come on, I'm At supposed key to remember points, that. Though, <laughs> are you a fan or are you not? Uh, Come on, man. It's true. My bad. My bad. It's okay. I still love you. I appreciate that. All right, Hollywood Reporter. Now, <laughs> I didn't know how to take this article. Marvel TV topper Jeff Loeb to exit. Now, um, I don't know how long ago we. I think it might have been last week, but. Um, Loeb is, well, no, Feige is taking control of all of the, the Marvel universe, pretty much cinematic and television, um, which leaves Loeb without a job. Yep. But apparently he was planning on leaving. So great. He had an out. Fantastic. This article paints him very poorly. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. I don't know. Like, they, th- this article goes on, like, all of his missteps, all of his f- foibles, and the things that should have been better weren't, like, okay. He tried, and a lot of it was good. Um, Did we ever discuss whether it was, like commanded that the two be separated the tv and the and the cinematic universe or did they just decide that uh there was apparently some sort of um tension between those two outfits where like they started off at this one point where they're like yeah it's tied in and then it just kind of sort of splintered a lot more as those two sects of a marvel kind of weren't communicating with each other super well or did had some sort of issues with one another okay so it just happened yeah it just kind of happened like there was never any official no this is no longer attached or whatever it just kind of well this isn't really a thing anymore so well he uh Loeb was responsible for just about everything marvel that showed up on tv Mm -hmm. and it was like it's funny because a lot of them I, I forgot about, like Cloak and Dagger and The Runaways and stuff like that. Um, but he was also part of all of the Netflix Marvel stuff. And that a lot of that stuff was good. Yeah. So he did a good job. I mean, maybe if there was more communication, more teamwork going on there. And like this should have been more crossing over of the two universes because they are the same universe and always more agent carter yes well yes always 
There's... There was a lot of talk about how you know the production schedules of TV shows and the production schedules of movies would be like, well, we're going to be working on the story stuff for this movie like a year earlier than you'll be filming your TV show, and so there's, it's hard to keep that kind of stuff, um, <clears throat> in sync with one another when there's it's being done by two different entities. So putting it under one umbrella with Feige in charge of all of it means that it'll be, I guess, essentially a little bit easier to keep that kind of stuff together. And honestly, I think, I think that was kind of a cop out to begin with like, okay, sure. That's tough, but you could totally work around that if you wanted to. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's not insurmountable. It's doable. So I feel like this is one of those stories where there was more going on than we know. Mm -hmm. Um, But Hey, whatever, man. Well, let best of luck to the rest of Marvel cinematic and television universe because we all know they need it. <laughs> yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, small small outfit, really. Yeah. Um, more from the Hollywood Reporter: RuPaul's Celebrity Drag Race to launch on VH1 in 2020. <laughs> I is is this not? It, I feel like this was already a thing. This was not a thing already. No, I. The only thing I can think that you might be thinking of is RuPaul's um, Drag Race All Stars, where they had like former, okay. kind of like former contestants come back and compete again. So, so okay. But so, this is going to be where they actually have celebrities outside of the drag community come in and be made over in drag. Oh, okay. Okay. Which I don't know how I feel about that because, like. <laughs> Drag is about like people who you know feel it as a part of their their life and their personality, and this is just going to be well. We're going to bring in some rando celebrities and and make them wear dresses and makeup and see what happens. And it's like mm, that's not what drag is. Well, but uh, maybe on, I don't know. Well, on one hand, I totally see what you're coming where you're coming from, but on the other hand, if RuPaul's in charge of this, then I have no doubt that it will have all the credibility it needs. Yeah, to have. yeah. If this was like some random NBC show that was trying to be RuPaul's Drag Race, then that would be like, oh, this is going to get real gross real quick. But I don't I don't think RuPaul's going to let this do anything. If anything, they'll probably turn it into a like a teaching thing or like how what does this make you feel to be like this? Or maybe who knows? Like, I'm sure it will have the impact that it needs to have. And I don't think RuPaul would let it get would would put her name on it if it was not going to be. It is positive for that community. Yeah. It is shocking to me how different RuPaul looks. In and out of drag. In and out of drag. Yeah. Like, like I've very much recognized RuPaul. It, it, there's a an image at the very top of the, the, the article with, you know, it's a video. And I'm like, oh, that, that's RuPaul. And then you scroll down and then there's a very different image of RuPaul. I'm like, crikey, I forget that that's how different... Who's that skinny little guy? Oh, <laughs> and I think it, I think it's the glasses. I think that's what does it. It it there's so much glasses in that one picture, none in the first. But I tell you what 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 it is for me is that RuPaul seems like this nine foot tall giant force of nature in drag, and then out of drag is just like some dude, and it's like and like they're both very well put together people. It's just like. Talk about a different persona entirely. Like, 
it just just visually speaking it's it's remarkable yeah because uh, you know it's not like he grows eight feet when he dresses in I, it, drag, right? It's like, but it is, just is feels RuPaul that way. Without like heels and whatnot, is he a tall fella? I think so. Okay, because yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm not, as you yeah, say, as you say sure. that, I'm looking at there's it's a cast lineup, and RuPaul is is in the center in drag, and the person directly to his left looks like a three year old child because <laughs> she is so short. I'm sure heels have something to do with it, but and if you note that that person is also wearing very high heels as well. Ah, uh, all right, good stuff. Um, we'll keep an eye out for that. Now, Karen, you posted this next one. This one is from the Mary Sue. Um, has there been any more information? I did not. Not s- that I have seen. So, <sighs> prefacing. So it's still a rumor. This is this is a rumor. Uh, Marvel exploring options to replace Jeremy Renner in Hawkeye following allegations. Now, oh, oh there has been news on this. Keep talking. Oh. I'll look it up. Okay. okay. So apparently there was some allegations dropped on Jeremy about uh, between him and his ex. Um, some th- alleged threats were made. Uh Apparently, he has a substance abuse problem, allegedly. So, that's that. Uh, with with that being said, if that is truly the case, that doesn't really f- fall correctly with the banner of Disney. So that would make sense that they're they're might be looking to change it up a bit. Um, this article also brings in the information that it wouldn't be that big of a deal for them to change the character because the show that is coming up really focuses on another character or another actor or actress i should say taking the reins of hawkeye so i i don't know according to the independent as of two days ago disney um had considered replacing renner as hawkeye uh, but has decided not to oh well there we go they will not recast Hawkeye after Jer- Jeremy Renner scandal. That is the latest word on that. Thank you, drive through. <laughs> so, there you go. So, never mind. Moving on. Well, it is still worth noting that they considered recasting him. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Disney is in a... I don't know, I feel like Disney is kind of learning to navigate these types of situations. Um and uh, you know they they went through a lot with um uh, what's his name um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, James Gunn Pratt oh okay James mm. Gunn sorry <laughs> they, they went through stuff with Chris Pratt too but with uh, with James Gunn right that was a big thing mm-hmm. they found stuff that he had written a long long time ago that he had since apologized for and they you know just fired him on the spot like look this doesn't represent us and his response was it doesn't represent me either it was many years ago and I've grown as a person. And that's what my movies are about, being crappy and then getting better. And there was this huge thing about it. And eventually Disney rehired him for Guardians 3 since nobody would touch the project. And 
there's more to it than just the the black and white well this is what it is and as this is a developing story and there is contradictory evidence on both sides apparently about this jeremy renner thing like he has been accused but there is also some proof that not everything that this accuser is saying is 100 percent true they're kind of on this situation like well how about we wait until like this is currently in litigation this is currently a thing that courts will be deciding on and they're going to see how this plays out which I don't that, this is it's such a murky and tricky thing, you know, yeah, because if that is Jeremy the right Renner, thing to do, though, that is the right. It is. It's, let that, let it play. I don't want to say play out. Let the, the let the court system do what it needs to do, do its job and then proceed. Because like I like as 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 I it's a rumor. It is. It's, it's a rumor and, as of right now. And, and it's yeah. part of a is it part of it's. It's well. If it's not a divorce proceeding, it's in a, a legal proceeding between ex spouses. So those yeah, it's, ten things tend to get ugly. And I'm the first person always to in line to say believe women and all that. Um, but this is the problem with cancel culture: is that like people are quick to be like hear something bad about someone and just be well, we're done with that person forever. And it doesn't always turn out to be the case. And so. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I stop canceling people. I think I had oh, in in the process of reading about this because I thought it was really interesting. I was like, oh no, Jeremy Renner's a scumbag. That sucks. But then the, immediately after, it was like, oh, maybe he's not a scumbag. Uh, and then I was hearing that. Um, I mean, now I know Johnny Depp is at least still in large part a scumbag. But one of the allegations against him turned out to be like, like patently false. Like he was literally on set. Uh, at a time when he was supposedly in another country abusing someone or something like that. Like, so these kinds of things happen and this kinds of stuff, kind of stuff comes out in court. Like, yes, believe women, absolutely believe women, but you also have to follow that to its conclusion. You know, the law is the law and people have to investigate things. There are instances where someone's going to say something just to sell a book or just to get revenge or just to get custody of their children. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's far more complicated than what, what Karen just said, like con cancel culture is just be like, Oh, this, this is the allegation. Then it's obviously true. This guy's a piece of garbage and let's for like, you know, screw that guy forever. Sometimes it's more nuanced than that. And when you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar franchise like the Avengers and the whole Marvel thing, Disney's, I think, in a, a smarter position to err on the side of caution instead of just firing him straight away, especially somebody who doesn't have anything like super active that's going to be immediately in front of people before things are um, uh, settled. Mm -hmm. Take a more wait and see approach, especially when it's not something cut and dry like you know, the James Gunn thing, you could look at it and say, this happened, here's empirical evidence that this happened, and this is what we're firing you for. This is, someone said something, we don't have any actual proof, so let's wait and see what how it shakes out kind of a thing. And it's all very complicated, and I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> but I play one on a podcast. <laughs> it, if we hear anything else, if it... If it if when everything is said and done, I'm sure an article will pop up and we will relay whatever information is necessary. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, this I felt was clickbait 
and it was the most entertaining clickbait that I've ever seen um, from businesswire.com. Gilmore Girls star. Oh, crap. There's a cookie notification coming across, and it's Alexis. Um, Liddell. Bladell is the 2019 McAfee most dangerous celebrity. <laughs> She's the Irene Demova. <laughs> like, exactly. What a fascinating story. <laughs> I I don't know why or how it happens, but apparently when you <laughs> she is the most dangerous search to do. Um her James Gordon Sophie Turner, Anna Kendrick, Lupita, um, Youngo, Youngo, Jimmy Fallon, Jackie Jackie Chan, <laughs> Little Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and Tessa Thompson. That's the top ten most dangerous celebrities to search. Jackie Chan, really? Pretty, it's a pretty interesting list. <laughs> it's it's weird. Okay, so. There you go. Stay away from the like, like you could search those people out, but I would say stay within the first two pages of the Google, you know, search results. Don't go any keep, further go, than that. Keep it to IMDb for the most part. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to go too deep for that stuff. So <laughs> that was funny. Um, okay, NBCNews.com. MSNBC names four renowned female journalists as moderators for November debate. There, yep. there you go. That says it all right there. Um, I'm going to get, hold on. Scroll, Rachel Maddow. Mm-mm-mm. Andrea Mitchell. Doo-doo-doo. Kristen Welker. Kristen Welker. I just have to, I'm reading like, the, and Ashley Parker. Those were really four easy names for me to get. I appreciate that, Karen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're, you're welcome. I picked them myself. NBC called me up and they said, who do, who do you, you want think? to moderate the debate? And Hold I on. Said, First of all, you have to get all women. <laughs> Secondly, Evan has to be able to pronounce their names by vision. So they all have to be phonetically spelt. Um, this is good. Yep. I, 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 I don't have to see Chuck Todd's face. So that's nice. There you go. I, uh, I guess that's a perk. Um, it was interesting. This, this article also includes what you need, what qualifications people need to, to meet, to be able to participate in, uh, the, the, the debate. And as I scroll, hold on. Okay. So those benchmarks include hitting at least 3% in four qualifying states or national polls, Okay, in qualifying states or national polls, or 5% in two qualifying state polls. The fundraising threshold requires candidates to have received contributions from 165,000 unique donors, including 600 unique donors in 20 states. So there's a dollar amount attached to it. And not just a dollar amount, but, like, it has to come from basically the people and not, like, corporations or lobbyists or PACs. Which I found interesting. I was unaware of that. So, um... There's still too many of them, if you ask me. Yeah, nine candidates. Uh, Right? Does that include the... the, So, it's it's 
possibly 12. Is that how I'm reading it? I yeah. Think so. So it's you know it's it's shrinking. Folks are dropping out. It'll. It was like it was twenty. Yeah. So. So it's it's just gonna keep a uh, keep keep on keeping on until it's a a manageable number, and then you know we'll have some person that's probably uh, not who the people of the country actually want to vote for, but you know. So out of the nine, I digress. Out of the nine, any names jump out at you? Who that I'm that I want to vote for? Yeah. Um, not that I want to endorse on the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, none of them. I, I definitely me. want to vote for a human. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm interested saying, in how voting for any of the podiums. How about this? Uh, any names on there surprised you that made it onto the nine? No. Okay. No. Is that woman who's selling the book still involved? The crazy lady who's like... I think she is. She's got tons of money. Yeah. Uh, Marianne Williamson. There you go. She's she's something. (laughs) (laughs) She sure is something to watch. Just from a pure TV entertainment standpoint. It looks like she's toast, man. Yeah, I don't see her name here. All right. Well, she had a good run. There it is. There's definitely still lots of chafe to be cut here yes indeed <laughs> all right um so from people.com is there an article attached to this or is it just pretty much this statement yeah it's just uh, it's pretty much the statement because i don't i don't it's a is it a video i don't know what i'm supposed to be looking at here but the uh, the, the line itself the the header is perfect um Mc, wendy McClendon? Mm-hmm. <sighs> See, I don't know what news... I'm not looking at the feed, so I, I really don't know where this is going, and this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, exhausted. I feel like I should be playing charades or something. <laughs> I was exhausted like, from the Wendy McClendon, and then it's Covey, or Covey. Like, she has three names. Don't speak. She reveals that there's serious talks about a Reno 911 reboot. Serious talks. Serious talks in quotes. That's I feel it. like if the talks are serious, then they're already doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> she says You're her most welcome. treasured uh, Reno 911 memory was working in a real police station. That's like, there you go. I hope I, I would like to see a Reno 911 reboot. Actually, don't even reboot it. Just bring it back. Like, do we think Tom Lennon can still yes, pull off he, those shorts? Absolutely. Does it matter? <laughs> Did he pull them really, off in the beginning? Didn't really stop a uh, Showalter from doing the What on American Summer shows. That is true. <laughs> didn't even slow him down. <laughs> Which we recently watched the the last one of those, the ten years later one, right? Wow, that was bizarre. <laughs> Even by that show's standards, it was kind of out there. Uh, good, Pretty funny, though. Good but. stuff. So, yeah, maybe. We'll, uh, yeah, there's serious talks. We'll see what happens. Um, so, from tbweb.com, Space Force gets Noah Emrich, Jessica St. Clair, and Fred Willard. Uh, At the same time! Uh, so... Have we spoken about Space Force yet? I think so. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've brought it up. So, 
I had somebody in a meeting I was in had a Space Force um, sticker on their water bottle uh-huh. and someone else who did not get the joke at all was like, oh, that's cool. What? Uh, my husband's in the Air Force. They were thinking it was an Air Force thing and not a Space Force thing. And like, it was just, you know, a boomer embarrassing themselves, basically. Aww, Aww. You, you poor thing. So uh, Space Force follows the people responsible for establishing a sixth branch of the armed services. Oh, yeah. Um, if Fred Willers is hatch, I'll watch it. <laughs> That's enough for me. He is so he's goddamn entertaining. Um, this is. Am I right? Is yeah, this is the Steve Carell thing, right? Yep. So, so now not only is Steve Carell attached, I get Fred Willard. Ah, yeah, sign me up. I'm in. Bonus times. Good times. I, I don't know. See, what bothers me the most is that this is like, this is stuff like ripped from the headlines because this was this was a thing. This yeah, was... the problem with ripping things from the headlines these days is that the headlines move so fast that, like, <laughs> do people even remember Space Force anymore? <laughs> well, know, he brings it up from time to time. Just every now and then, like, yeah, we're going to go to the Jupiter and, you know, plant a flag. Kick their ass. So, yeah, we're going to kick their asses. We're going to nuke all the rings. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Radiotimes.com. Neil Gaiman reveals how Good Omens fans actually helped get the show made. I love this story. So, two things we got out of it. Uh, actually, three things we got out of it. Neil gets paid better as an author, not as a yes. showrunner. Two, the show's like through line was, would Terry want to see this? Yes or no? If it's, if it, if it's a yes, it had to stay in. That's good. And three... Three, um, a good chunk of the stuff that possibly could have gotten taken out was saved because they made the Good Omens companion book and the Good Omens script book. And all of the proceeds from the sales of those two books went to the production to to help put in those things that needed to be in there for the sake of Terry getting to or Terry that Terry should have seen them. Yes. Specifically, it was the sequence where they blew up Agnes Nutter, which uh, was something that Terry had specifically written. That was a great scene. It was. It, it, oh God. It, it just, I recently, I rewatched it last week cause I cosplayed Crowley over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to just get some reference and, that whole bit when she's walking to the place where they're going to burn her mm-hmm. and you can hear the clinking in her petticoats, but you don't just don't quite realize what's happening yet if you don't know. And it's so, <laughs> so yeah, perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. And glad that it was made. <laughs> Remember that time there, there was a poll going around or a, 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 a what's that thing where people sign? Petition. petition to have Netflix take that down. Yes. Uh, yeah. Collider.com, Stranger Things 4, filming dates and episode count revealed. This is guessing, right? Yes. Yeah, this is this is guessing. They're... Well, the, the filming dates is not guessing. That's actual information. 
Okay, so it's yeah, my favorite kind of information. The guessing is when, when they it's going to release that it. It's when it's going to come, come out, out based on past seasons. So yeah, they are filming. So in late, well, mid. See, see. So now it's a seven month ish production, right? April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So, yeah, it seems to be about, for each of the seasons, about a seven-month thing. So, they are beginning their production the beginning of 2020-ish, you know. And then, hopefully, we'll get it this, you know, 20, you know, December-ish of 2020. I'm gonna go with that's not gonna happen because that would be beneficial for us we're not gonna see it till their other guess is springtime because none of them have been released in the springtime yet is that their other guess so and they're guessing yet again that it's gonna be you know seven eight episodes so good you know what it happens when it happens it's one of those things that i just can't really if I start focusing too much on, on that, then I'm never going to sleep at night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right. Variety.com. Uh, CW picks up full seasons of Batwoman and Nancy Drew. That's that's it. There we go. Those are two different shows, right? Yes. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Batwoman and Nancy Drew. Sign me the hell up. <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> that would be the best crossover ever. Um, I do hear Batwoman is pretty good from, you know, mm-hmm. sources. I, I watched, I watched, uh, sources that it works for feeding dogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Don't listen to Chris. I try not to. Let him um, dog food. Let him so, yeah, they did the, her Batwoman had her debut in an Arrowverse crossover. I enjoyed that. Her show is doing well. Um, 1.8 million viewers. So that's a, that's a good number to have. Uh, Nancy Drew is a little bit less, but CW shows they have a tendency to to to, to pick up steam and just last. Like yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem to be hard to get picked up at CW. It doesn't seem like uh the uh, whole being picked up and was it like getting lasting and getting more audiences like doesn't really seem to be a, a, a qualifier it's just like well i mean it's it's on yeah Let's keep it going right <laughs> i mean legends of, legends of tomorrow is still on we put this we made this batwoman costume and it looks pretty great right so let's just keep it going <laughs> <laughs> which isn't to say these shows aren't good i i couldn't tell you i haven't i haven't watched either one of them i watched I've seen Batwoman in live action on The Flash, I guess it was. Uh, We'll see. Popculture.com. This was upsetting. Game of Thrones creators just confessed to being inexperienced, and fans have have lots to say about it. Yep. All right, so... Yeah, this is... Go, Chris, go! Like I didn't read the entire article because I just got mad. Uh, 
it is kind of infuriating. Apparently, these guys were just like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do these Star Wars movies, so we're just going to blow right through this. And uh, they basically just admitted that they didn't put any effort into it, that they didn't have a plan, that they were just like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to, you know, screw around. And I'm sure there's any number of writers that we could have elevated and given jobs to fix this to make it good but instead we did it all ourselves because we are the ultimate privileged white goods see but what like i think in here somewhere it says that we didn't hire other writers because we didn't know we could yeah sure (laughs) really and we didn't have anyone else around to tell us like any different really I just look, I did enjoy watching the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones because I was blissfully ignorant because I I did not do a great job of following that show. But I eventually came around to watching something about all of the problems and been like, oh, my God, if I was aware of all of this stuff, I would have been just as pissed as everybody else because, wow, did they do a really bad job. Uh, and this, it just, it completely explains it. Like they were just, they weren't in it to tell a good story. They were just in it because they were told they could do it. So yay. (sighs) And And they got fired off star Wars, which makes me happy. Yes. (laughs) But for these two to be put in charge of such a huge thing at HBO, I don't know if it was in this article or elsewhere that I read it. But it's sort of like, you know, other writers would have to, like, work their way up from, like, production assistant for 10, 15 years to be put in charge of a show like this. Yes. So how the hell did these guys get this? Oh, one of them, one of their dads was an executive at Goldman Sachs. There it is. There it is. And really, like, really. And they did a fine job of adapting the existing material. As long as they were following the books... He did a fine show because it was a great show. But as soon as they ran out of book material, and like I didn't really notice it at the, at the time, I was just like, that seems good to me. There's a bunch of dudes with beards, and there's dragons, and lots of blood, and, and it's you know, good times. Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm easy to please because I'm not following it very well to begin with. But the complaints that people were lobbing out there were, turned out to be very, very valid. Once they ran out of source material, that train went off the rails big time. And it's just astonishing that it was allowed to get this far because, you know, they knew the right people. It was, Karen's a hundred percent right. They, any other talented person would have had to work really hard to get put in charge of this kind of a show. And when these guys noticed that they were in over their heads, they should have asked for help. Now that, oh, I didn't know that I was allowed to. Like, oh, boy. Really? This, really? Like, they basically ruined that whole thing. It was one of the biggest media properties that they could have possibly had, and they just tanked it by tanking the last couple of seasons because, well, they were going to go work on Star Wars, so let's just get this out of the way so we can focus on... We got a whole Star Wars trilogy, isn't that great? And then the end of Game of Thrones happens and Disney takes a look at these guys and says, yeah, no, we're not doing that anymore. Star Wars is a, you know, 
we've got some issues with Star Wars as it is. Let's keep you idiots as far away from it as possible. <laughs> and I love how that part of the story is being framed as, well, we have this big contract with Netflix and we couldn't have time in our schedule for both of them. As if Disney, Disney didn't come over there and smack their asses and just be like, no. No. <laughs> No, thank you. Uh, we're good. We're going to go in a different direction. We're going to take you... all of these toys. These are our toys. We're taking these toys away from you. You're not allowed to and play with them anymore. Home. We're going home. Yeah. <laughs> like, Star Wars was a very expensive toy for them. Was a very expensive toy for them. And they've... I think they've done both good and bad with it. I love the new movies. I didn't love Solo. I didn't hate Solo. But, like, they took a huge gamble on it, and they wanted to annualize it and they learned very quickly that annualizing star wars wasn't a great idea because it's not like the marvel movies there is a level of fatigue when it comes to that and star wars is best presented when the movies are events mm -hmm. so they've taken a lot of steps back and looking at what they're doing with that franchise and how they're going to make all the literal billions of dollars that they spent on it back and having these jokers helm a new trilogy of movies ain't it and i'm so glad that <laughs> nope. they noticed that not the right path to take so ah, good times yeah there it what is. a bunch of assholes these, <laughs> these guys, guys suck at, at hokey pokey, pokey. <laughs> <laughs> i love you too i really do all right this one pains me a little bit but i ha i had to post it because the original article that i saw was not this one um it's the same information except for the title card the original title card i saw was gilmore girls and supernatural star <laughs> <laughs> that's what caught my attention I'm like gilmore girls and supernatural star who is to that so um who <sighs> Can Jared, you really not pronounce it? No, no, no. It, it's it's Jared Padalecki. Um Apparently, he got a little too liquored up, and he caused a ruckus. A ruckus, you say? A ruckus, well, I say. Well, okay. Let's start with the source of this story, <laughs> which is, is TMZ. TMZ. Yes, it is TMZ. Um, the highest bar for quality. But I did see a a mugshot so that came from somewhere um yeah no nobody's saying it didn't happen it happened it happened so apparently he he was at his go-to austin club it's a place that he frequents often he 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 got into a tussle and he made some very bad choices which he is now paying for because he was arrested uh, I have no actual source for this information. It's third, fourth, fifth hand information, but someone I know said that they read somewhere else that there was a problem with the bartender drinking too much and Jared was trying to de-escalate the situation. Okay. And it did not go his way. I just, you know, I mean, I know I'm conflating his character with the person, but... I have a hard time believing that it, that Jared Padalecki was drunk and belligerent. <laughs> but I would really like to see that. I don't know why. I want to see Sam. I want to see Sam go nuts. Just once. 
It will never not bother me that he's Dean on Gilmore Girls and not decidedly not Dean on this other show on Supernatural. Uh, I also, it makes me worry about him a little bit because he's got a well-known history of having problems with mental health and he's out there getting drunk and getting crazy. Like, it makes me worry about him. I love you, Jared Padalecki. (sighs) All right, we're going to move on. Tor.com. In a completely different way from how I love Jensen Ackles. Completely different. Uh, Tor.com. Okay. The first teaser trailer for BBC's new Dracula series from from the creators of Sherlock. This was 48 seconds long. um, And it was disturbing. Yeah, it was very horror-y. And I am... I'm in. I want to see this. There's, there's, how do they say it? Like every, it's really short. It's really fast. It's like, you know, clip after clip after clip after clips of of just imagery pretty much. And it's everything that you need to know or everything that's normally in a Dracula tale, including nuns with wooden snakes. I'm in. Who doesn't love some action fighting nuns? And I do. I don't. I don't. I don't know this actor. Are you familiar with this actor? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Um, there's an image of the man who is playing Dracula, and I don't know if he normally has bad teeth, or if that is a decided choice on the way they're making Dracula look. But it is a good look. It is scary as hell. I want to withhold judgment until I see some actual, like, dialogue from this show, because that was my favorite part of any Moffat show, was how well he wrote dialogue. So but I'd like to see some people talking to each other. So And, th- and with that said, the imagery looks great, and they are very, g- or he is very good at dialogue. So... I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm very hopeful. This is this looks this looks good to me. It looks like it will be a good horror thing, but I am saying that I think I'm going to need a little bit more for me to watch it because I'm not a huge horror person myself. Gotcha. Unless there is another element besides horror to draw me in. Like uh, Jensen Eccles. Like Jensen Eccles. <laughs> Chris, you're out, right? Or a quality script. (laughs) Whatever. That Jensen Eccles can wear and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't care less. I know. Okay. I mean, look, if, if it's Castlevania, I'm all about Dracula. Um, That's pretty much filling the entirety of my Dracula continuum in my head is uh, my love of Castlevania. I I don't love vampires. I got you. It's okay. It's okay. Damn right it is. <laughs> All right. Um, Variety.com. I, I don't know. It, are there enough hours in the day for all of these CW offshoots? Superman and Lois starring Tyler. Hawkman. <sighs> Thank you. Elizabeth Tullock Tull- 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 in works <laughs> at CW. <laughs> 
I hate names. I don't know why it is my job to read these articles. I am so bad at names. That is why. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Entertainment. So Dance Monkey Dance. So Superman and Lois from the CW are going to get their own show titled Superman and Lois? I think so. Not lower. Sure. There you go. I'm not going to lie. When I was watching the crossover event, I think, yes, it was the most recent. Yeah. I think it was the most recent one because I've uh, caught up with all of Flash and I missed two events. So one of them jumped all over the place. Like they switched roles, Flash and Arrow. I don't remember which one that was, but. Flash was dressed as Arrow, and Arrow was dressed as... And at one point in time, they went to this Lois and Clark's universe, and it was on the farm. And when they they zoomed it, like, the, the scene opened with the, the shot of the farm, the Kent farm, and they, the theme song from Smallville was playing. And I got so freaking excited. And then it was these two showed up on screen. I was like, son of a bitch. All right. But I do like the way they played. They they gave me personally that little Easter egg. I'm like, I know exactly where that's from. I like what they do with the CW stuff. They pay, they, 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 they know where they came from. And that's always good. As opposed to a lot of the other shows or, or movies. Are like, no, no, no. Forget about what you saw. Like... We read something about the Hulk. Marvel totally, there was multiple actors that played the Hulk. And then as soon as the actor changed, their storylines went away. Because they didn't pay homage to it, I guess. I like what they're doing over at CW. I can't wait to see this next one. Crisis. Good stuff. Are you? Yeah, we considered catching up on... (sighs) all of that and it just seemed too daunting which doesn't mean we're not going to watch the the crisis mm-hmm. crossover oh yeah i'll event. watch the heck out of the crisis but well yeah. i started with flash because that was the one i liked when i was actually watching them is the one i liked the most and every time i hit an event i went to the the other two shows or the other three shows depending on what it was and now i'm working my way through supergirl which like that's i'll turn an episode on i'll watch most of it go you know, make dinner, come back. It's still on. I'm not actively fully doing a, like a super rewatch. I'm just trying to get caught up. (laughs) Super rewatch. (laughs) I actually am. So, all right, well, there you go. More CW to fill the, the, I guess arrow and flash voids. I don't know. How many of them are leaving? Are all of them leaving? I think it's just arrow, right? Uh, Yeah. Just arrow. So wait, if, uh, so bat all right, so Batwoman's going now. And Legends and Flash and Supergirl and Superman Jesus. There are not enough days in the week. Is Black Lightning still going? I'm pretty sure it is, but is that it that that's CW two, right? Yeah. Yes, but he's it's gonna not. be in he's gonna be in crisis. So oh, is he? The, yeah, it's gonna be the first time that that character is interacting with the the Arrowverse, because it was very specifically not in the Arrowverse, but mm-hmm. it is According to the Arrowverse, everything's in the Arrow. We're in the Arrowverse because it's the multiverse. multiverse. So. so in one of them, the Monitor shows up, and apparently oh, that's Arrow. Well, that in one of the the events, 
the monitor was okay. the the bad. And the way they introduced that character was at the end of a Supergirl episode, of course, a you know, apocalyptic future kind of thing, and they do this pan over this desolate area and there's a bunch of heroes fallen. Um but they all seem to be in like their classic DC costumes. Like you there's obvious a green arrow dead on the ground, but he had that that Robin Hood hat. You know, mm, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um and then there is a it's it's there's a flash crawling through the rubble going towards the monitor or trying to pick up a book that the monitor then picks up and when the camera pans back to it it's john wesley ship wearing the original fuzzy flash costume from the 90s version of the flash and he then makes an appearance in that crossover later on so they are going way back they're going hard with this yes so good i love that i love it too i just you know i worry about escalation like where do you go from here where do you go after you've brought freaking burt ward into things you know like burt ward um you know there's a lot of clickbait stuff going on right now as well um especially with this crisis event coming up um the the guy who does the voice for batman Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. One. Of, this is the worst one I've I've seen. Uh, Kevin Conroy costumes up for his appearance in Crisis. Yeah, he's wearing a suit. No, <laughs> no, it's an artist's representation. So they oh, took a nice a picture of the animated version of Batman, like the animated series, and then they photoshopped his head on. And like I've seen one where it's like here, here's a here he is in costume for his crisis uh, appearance, and it's him like just wearing a suit and tie and a chair, like Bruce Wayne. Well, I mean, That's technically it. you're right; he is Clickbait. suited up. He's in costume, <laughs> but you're an asshole. Stop it. <laughs> so yeah, I can't. Everybody, wait for that. stop being mean to Chris. Stop it. All right. Right. Um, another trailer. Is this this is a YouTube trailer? Um, the Mandalorian. This is trailer two. Still looks good. Looks good. The first trailer. I, I, I it's can't. weird. I didn't know that this was a, like a new trailer because I didn't like it wasn't normally when I see a new trailer. It's because the Internet is flipping out about something and I see it on YouTube or on Facebook or whatever right away. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this one that way. And then like I was watching football last night and I saw a commercial for the Mandalorian and I was like, Oh, I never watch TV. So I never get to see commercials like this. I guess this is the commercial they've been doing. I didn't realize it was a new thing that like I was seeing for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, it looks cool, man. It, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sold. We, yeah. We, we didn't have to go very far to sell either of us. Right. We were all, Star Wars so- we were all sold beforehand. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on uh the playlist.net so netflix reportedly testing new variable playback playback feature that will show a film at 1.5 speed <laughs> when you really 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 have to binge something even faster than see but like you would normally oh is that what that's about i saw this headline and thought to myself i why though but like why? See, and this yeah. article puts out a, 
Very good point. You could do that with audiobooks because it's someone reading and you're processing the imagery in your brain. Okay, so you could speed it up. Your brain could work that fast. The visual medium, like television and movies, the director does certain things visually to tell the story. You're not allowed to make up the images someone else already did and timed them in such a way. So this 1.5 speed is not what they did. This is something completely different. If you don't have the time to spend watching the full show at its regular speed, don't watch it. Or stop watching it and then pick it up again later. Enjoy it the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah, this is silly. Yeah. I concur. Remember the arguments that we used to have? Not you and I, Chris, but us with, I don't even know you, I, me with people at, at the video store about Letterbox. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> well, they cut part of my TV screen off. No. <laughs> no. What they did was give you the full picture. That other one is actually removing shit from you. God almighty. All right. Let's let's wrap up this news. <sighs> Primetimer.com. Game of Thrones prequel pilot starring Naomi Watts is not moving forward at HBO. So does that mean the Game of Thrones prequel is not happening? There were more than one. Right? There was like six prequel series. We're like, yeah, no, prequel it up. Let's get prequel crazy. And then I think this one I would, this one went through a couple of different rewrites. This is one of the I actually read. They were all like, yeah, we, uh, we, we, we screened it, and HBO didn't like it, so we went back and tooled it a whole bunch more. HBO still didn't like it, and they're like, well, we've got six of these things anyway, so throw this one in the trash and let's concentrate on one of the others. There you go. Yeah, pretty much. It sucks that this one was like the female-centric one. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, was it the only female-centric one? No, I mean I don't know. Yeah, I mean that I I know nothing about any of the other any any of them except for that they're prequels to Game of Thrones to some extent. So I I don't know. Well, if it's not good, whether it's the 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 female led one or not, we don't want it. Especially if there's six or seven of them, like the Game of Thrones, the 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 cast, men, women, children, they were all phenomenal. Correct. So we want more of that. Yes. We don't want that we don't want bad shit to be put out just for the sake of putting something out. How's that? Correct. <laughs> it's I'm just a shame that this is the one that turned out to be cruddy. Also, uh when reading this article they mentioned that in the original the original series went back a bunch of times before it made it to uh HBO standards of being like, Yes, this is something that we want to move forward with. And this one doesn't seem to be getting the same, the same shake, as it were. Oh. Yeah, and you know, juxtaposing it with our earlier story about those bozos and how they had no place making, being in charge of this television show, as much as they were, and then we we juxtapose that with, and then we gave some women the chance to do something with this material and. Uh, then we canned it because we just didn't like it. 
I am not crying conspiracy in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying these are two things that happened in the same week. Just letting you know, it sounded like you were crying conspiracy right there. Well, that's why I made a point of saying that I'm not. Um, I am curious. I did not. I was unaware that there were multiple. I did. I it didn't compute that there were multiple prequels coming out. I would be curious to find out what the difference is between all of them because. Like, like you said, when the the source material was gone, well, maybe it's because it started as source material and then moved to something else. I think it was because those jackasses were doing it and not, you know, professional writers. That's also a very solid point. I don't know. I don't know if I could... I, I don't... I, are people going to dedicate the time and effort again for this show? That's a lot of show. So is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't know. I look done right. I'd love to see more good Game of Thrones. I mean, if they if it didn't end, I'd still be watching it. As long if they keep making more good stories in this universe, then you know, sign me the hell up. I'll watch as much of it as they'll give me. Yeah, all right. I guess I uh, I don't know. I went. I was never of the mindset when game of thrones wasn't on like i wasn't waiting for it to come back when it came back i watched it It, i was never i don't know i guess it didn't grab me the same way as it it was good i enjoyed it i was just never you know sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for it to come back so i was of the minority i guess um that's it that's all we got for news this week see it's a lot of news two weeks that was a lot of news chris Hey, how you doing? Give us a spiel, please. Well, I mean, I have to load it up first. I was busy doing other things. (laughs) What were you doing today? I'm cataloging my Saturn games. Oh. It occurred to me that I just did not do any of the conditioning on any of my Saturn games. Just have a list of what I have, not what condition it's in, what it looks like, or anything like that. This is riveting podcasting, you guys. Actually, it is, but it's for a different podcast. (laughs) I'm sure other of you listeners, listeners to other podcasts would find this These three people who listen to SAG and this are fascinated right now. That's right. I'm going to be even happier when I say I'm it again at. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, follow us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade follow the show specifically at twepcast you can also find us individually on uh, multiple sources of social media for the most part uh, i am a geekade chris on twitter i'm cutting back my uh twitter involvement of our social media involvement in general uh in light of star wars and just wanting to avoid spoilers because you know that's gonna happen uh so but yes i still check my notifications so if you want to find me on the internet at geekade chris on twitter karen what about you I am shoot underscore the underscore moon, or if you want to find my geeky stitching, you can search STM Stitches on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And what about you, Evan? Everything is under geekaid underscore Evan, just to make it easy. Everything. That's a, You find a social security number, the whole nine yards. It's right there. Blood from a stone. I think I said that last <laughs> time. 
<laughs> if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Actually, I'm going to throw it right back to you, Chris, because oh. even though this week's was your suggestion, you are responsible for the homework. We are back to our regularly scheduled regularly scheduling. scheduling programming. Uh, well, I have been in full Star Wars horror mode lately, <laughs> uh, and I am working on a rewatch slash first time watching of the show Star Wars Rebels, uh, which I've been very much enjoying. Um, I came across an episode yesterday that I was sure was going to be my next pick. Um, because it featured a giant mystical creature voiced by uh, Tom Baker, like of <laughs> Doctor Who, and it was ridiculously cool. All the scenes with that character in it were great, but the rest of the episode was just kind of there. Uh, but I did write down another one a while back, so we are going to be watching Star Wars Rebels. Uh, it is episode, where are we? Um, season one, episode nine. Uh, I don't remember the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing that's not the name, but Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, Season 1, Episode 9. Check out the Instawebs and whatnot. You can find the title there. Um, that's your homework, people. Thank you so much for tuning in this week from all of okay, us. Okay, here's the deal. It's either... Um, Uh-oh. Because uh, oh, the way that I'm watching it, the episode titles are kind of screwy. So it's either, uh, let's see, it's... Season 1, Episode 9. Hold on, because I can click here too. Yeah, because I'm looking at it on IMDb and... Uh, what is it on IMDb? None of these episodes are... Oh, because I'm looking at the wrong season. Ha! Ha! episode nine path of the jedi okay that's what imdb labels it as season one episode nine is path of the jedi that's the episode that we uh are are going to be watching okay there we go there's your homework people thank you once again for joining us from all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan i'm karen bite my shiny metal ass good night And this concludes our broadcast day.